Hello. Hello and welcome to Maker's Dungeon. Oh, hold on. No, yeah, I forgot. Go ahead. Hello. <laughs> and welcome to Maker's Dev, episode 106. I got really excited because I have several things to say about, <laughs> about the episode number. Oh, uh, okay. If you dial 106 in Australia from a text phone or teletypewriter, what will happen? You'll get the time and date. I don't know. <laughs> you could potentially have someone sent to you who could tell you the time and date oh depending on the situation that you're in would you like to take another guess i ha i don't know <laughs> <laughs> apparently 106 in australia from a text phone or teletypewriter will get you a 911 analog and you oh. can enter ppp for police fff for fire or triple uh, a for ambulance Interesting the system. Right, Did you also know, interesting fact number two, that 106 is a centered pentagonal number, meaning if you arrange 106 dots into a pentagon, there will be a dot in exactly the middle. Oh. Similar to one, or if you surround the one with dots, uh, with five dots, now it's six and it's a centered pentagon. Uh, what did I say? Centered, centered pentagonal number, centered mm -hmm. pentagon. And then if you surround that with another layer, you get 16 dots. You surround that with another layer, 31, all the way up to 106 and then off to infinity. And did you also know, <laughs> I'm, I'm making up for the, the boring facts of the last few episodes, that one, 106 is also a centered heptagonal number, which is the same thing as I just said before, a heptagon Interesting. with seven sides. Yeah. How many numbers are both centered hexagonal or heptap? What'd you say? Hep centered pentagonal number and yeah. centered heptagonal number. Heptagonal, yeah. I wonder how many numbers are both. I assume that's an infinite set. Hmm? I see no reason why it wouldn't be infinite. It know. would be a smaller infinity than the number that are in either set, but I think that would just keep going. Yeah. Common cool. factors of six and seven. But it would be more more complicated than that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. The, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I got three That's number good. facts. How, how can I be doing badly? Uh, my microphone didn't work again today, so I'm on my, my earbuds. I don't know what is up with my microphone. It worked for three seconds. Every time I reconnected it, it would work for three seconds and then drop out. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what's going on. I also don't know what's going on. Uh, computers and magic. You were yeah. like, it couldn't be a hardware issue, could it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Is it cosmic rays coming in, flipping bits? I don't know. Computers you know, are magic. Computers are magic. Um, otherwise, how is it going? I am, I've been working, doing a lot of work. And let's see, my advanced linear algebra test is this weekend. Uh, so I'm just preparing for that. And I'm still trying to work on the NFL competition, although I have done no better than I was last time. So mm. I'm like almost around 40th place or something out of 700. Okay. So Still yeah. top 5%. Yeah, I mean, that's just out of top five, but I, okay. I haven't improved at all, which is concerning. Okay. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I do have some interesting math I can share, uh, like math about GPUs. So it's more interesting than just math. Um, I wanted to add more GPUs to my thing because video data takes forever to process. And so yeah. my one little GPU is just chugging along. So I tried out some cloud ones and... I realized very quickly that the GPUs are the same, but they're in some data center. So who knows where the hard drives are that they're referencing, that they're you know pointed to, or what the like 
they're probably spinning disks, you know, who knows? And even if they're SSDs, they're slower. And also the number of cores you get is less and they're not hyper-threaded. So I have mm -hmm. a 12 core hyper-threaded machine, which means I can run 24 threads at a time and I have the fastest SSD you can buy, like NVMe or whatever it is. Um, and so the performance on my machine was beating, easily beating GPUs that should have um, you know, outpaced mine uh, because when you're doing video data, there's a lot of reading from disk, reading you know the files from disk, and they're big files. And then um, you know, there's uh, the more cores you have, the better, basically. Mm. So when I was doing all my pricing before for GPUs, I probably should have used like you can rent dedicated GPU machines with like ten to twenty bucks an hour, mm. uh, which is crazy expensive. <laughs> so uh, I then looked at whether or not I should buy another GPU. All right. <laughs> and, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, but, ah. uh, but, but I looked at it. Yeah. They're, they've come way down in price. And so, um, like you can buy my same GPU in a machine that's not as good as mine, but like all in for like $3,000 now. So, uh, yeah. GPU prices sound like they have come back down after the yeah. crypto boom. Okay. They, I, I feel very justified in pushing you to get this GPU that this is a unintended advantage of having it locally. When you were doing the calculation before, I think it was just based on how much you would be using it. And we were thinking a lot about like, oh, well, if you had it, you would use it a lot more than if you had to, if you were just thinking in the back of your mind, like, oh man, I'm paying a dollar per hour for using this thing. So also having the advantage of having faster uh, storage space and also having Hyper-threaded CPUs? I don't yeah, know what hyper-threaded means. just means you can run two threads per CPU at a time. Two threads per CPU. So it's still the same number of cores, but you can... How, how does that work? Uh, magic computer architecture stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Would they not... Why, like, why don't they just call that twice the number of CPUs? Because they're on the same core, and they compete for, like, cache and stuff. Okay. So you, it's, not, it's not the same as having 24 cores, but... Um, if you are doing independent work, then it might as well be. That's really interesting. Huh. I want to learn more about uh, hyperthreaded. But uh, yeah, cool. I uh, like th this competition in particular of working with video is the sort of competition that I think would have been unfeasible to do if you were just renting GPU space, uh, 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 GPU time. And so having the, the computer locally, like uh, this is a, an, another unfair advantage you have uh, in these competitions. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, uh, yes, but it doesn't help if I can't get any better. <laughs> so every, true. basically true. every experiment I've tried <laughs> is like uh, essentially the same as how I have been doing. And so it's okay. like, like nothing has worked. Uh, it's very frustrating. The equipment yeah. can only get you so far. Uh, right. You also have the exam this weekend. How are we feeling about that? Fine. I don't know. <laughs> we'll okay. see how it goes. Yeah. They, I mean, they gave us a practice test and you know, as long as you can do everything on the practice test, theoretically, you'll be all right. Um, they are allowing us to use notes. They were, did I talk about this? That it was going to be closed notes. Uh, and then the professor held some office hours where he realized he, he works in the math department and wasn't really aware of this program. And he thought everyone in this program was going to go for a PhD afterwards, in mm -hmm. which case it's like important for you to memorize the theorems and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. But everyone's like, no, I'm like a computer programmer. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> he is far more lax now okay. uh, allowing notes. So I feel way better about that part of it cool. in particular. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Something I'm curious about is uh, this may be the first class that you've taken post chat GPT. Has that been no. useful in any of doing the homework or taking tests or anything? I haven't used it. Um, 
So you know how ChatGPT can confidently get things wrong extremely, you know, or like, mm. you know, uh, that's probably what would happen. Like, okay. uh, I suspect if you tried to get it to answer something, you'd be like, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, use this theorem. And then you go look it up and it doesn't actually exist. Yeah. That's probably what would happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be very careful talking about this because this could potentially turn into a felony. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got a speeding ticket a little while ago. And one of the things you can do after getting a speeding ticket is to take a defensive driving class and they offer defensive driving classes online. And I was curious if chat GPT would be able to answer some of these questions that pop up during the defensive driving thing. So I copied some of the questions and then when they were in my clipboard, I answered the question myself and then pasted them into chat GPT to see if it would get them right. And it does a pretty good job. Like it gets most of them right. But when it gets them wrong, it gets them wrong confidently. And then I remembered that you could like correct chat GPT and say, oh, actually it's this other answer. And then if you ask it again, it'll like update within the, the chat. And uh, so for one of the questions I, I said, ah, you said that like the stopping distance at whatever 30 miles an hour is hundred feet and it's actually this other number. But when I tried to correct it, I copied the wrong answer to correct it to. So I told it, I, what, what I effectively said was, no, what you said is incorrect. The correct answer is exactly the answer you gave me. And then it responded like, oh, yes, of course, the answer is this because of this. And I was like, oh, hold on. No, 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 wait. And then I saw, I didn't realize you could do this, but uh, you, can, you can edit the prompt. Uh, and then it like recalculates everything after that. So I changed it to be what the actual correct answer was of whatever, 50 feet. And it replied the exact same reply with exactly the same reasoning, but with a different answer. I was like, oh, yep. okay, this is, this is where we're at. This is fine. Uh, but also like a, like a confident, slightly below average human, I think would respond in a similar way. Like, I don't, I don't know what sort of uh, response I'm expecting, but yeah, uh, using this for, using this for, exam questions is a is a mixed bag uh after i take the final exam for this defensive driving class fully legally fulfilling my obligations of uh spending six hours in this class uh learning about defensive driving and also taking the exam with no outside assistance i plan to uh copy and paste all the questions into chat gpt and see if it could pass like <laughs> is, is this uh is this smart enough to be able to to right. uh be a driver at least in the book i think it'd be It'd be fun. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think I saw, I've, I've seen several threads, but one of them convinced ChatGPT that the earth was purple or something like that. And huh. uh, like, so yeah, you can get it to say just about anything. Yeah. 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 Ah, so fun. Um, I have some exciting stuff to talk with you about. I launched Great. the video clipper. It happened. I, awesome. last episode was like, I meant to launch last Wednesday and I'm going to launch this Wednesday. Gosh darn it. And you were like, oh, I thought you were going to launch this Wednesday, this Wednesday yeah. all along. Have fun. And I, I felt so many feelings. I think the predominant feeling was ah, like mild disappointment. And I think that's the feeling that I was avoiding the whole week before that when I just felt paralyzed and couldn't get work done on it because there's still stuff I haven't unpacked about File Inbox. One of the things that that happened in File Inbox was like, I didn't put any effort into the, into the launch. I just recoded the app in Rails from Sinatra to add Stripe billing so that people could pay me money. 
And when I pushed the code for that and swapped over the domain, people just started buying it with me doing nothing. Yeah. And I think part of me was like trying to recreate that magic and not knowing how that happened. And so during the file inbox launch, the first day I got $300 from people buying, it was like 10 people buying the $30 a year plan. And then the first month I, I had something like, uh, I don't know, it was like two or th two, I think it was 2000 uh, MRR. And then after like two or three months, it was at like 8,000 MRR. And that's that that put me in the sort of paralyzing position of what if I can never achieve that success again? What if that was just a fluke? I still don't understand why that happened. A lot of that was magic. I was 22. I wasn't, I didn't know anything about marketing. I, I think I th there were a series of lucky circumstances that, that put me in this position where uh, it could be successful. So like, I'm unpacking this now. I think that was a lot of the resistance I was feeling in the week before leading up to the launches. I, I didn't want to feel disappointed when that didn't happen. And that didn't happen. And I did feel disappointed. And it's fine now. And I'm so happy <laughs> that I've done it because right. that's over now. It's not file inbox and that's fine. It's not going to have the same trajectory. It's going to be very different, which is good. I want this to be different. I want it to be a thing that I understand that, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I have a much better understanding of the customers and I, I want a much, but much better understanding of what the marketing channels are and, and all that. So, uh, I had a total of during the launch, I had two people sign up to pay me, which is fantastic, right? Yeah. Two people out of the ether are paying me money on a recurring basis. Uh, my MRR now is $80. Those two uh -huh. people combined with, uh, a, a customer who I sold a couple days before that, who I still don't know if I can talk about. And I forgot to ask them. I just talked to them yesterday. I don't know if I can talk about them on the podcast. Um, but they are a, uh, uh, they, they do things in the podcast hosting space. So they, uh, also have clients who could potentially use this. Mm, nice. And in that conversation, ooh. So uh, uh, I had conversations with everyone who's who's paying me money. And the first two were kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I'm kind of going to use this and uh, I have this thing, but I'm not really invested in it. And the person who I sold before the launch, like, they're rocking and rolling. They're ready to do this. They have a whole backlog. They know the the value proposition. And then on the call that I had with them yesterday, demoing the, the stuff that I had just built for them, they were like, oh man, we have a bunch of clients who we could be doing this for. And so we need to talk about agency pricing and like how, how many more of these can we get? So that feels great. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been able to get there if I hadn't been able to push through this slightly bad feeling of like, uh, it's not going to feel exactly like the violin box <laughs> launched it. So, yeah. So agency pricing is great. I thought you were going to say affiliate fees. So can they put this as a big button in their, you know, in their app somewhere and be like, sign up for this thing and get, I think know. the way they're going to do it, I, they, they do some like bespoke stuff for their customers okay. already that has to do with, I don't know, branding and promotion or editing or something. I, I don't fully okay. understand it. Um, and so I think this is just going to be like an add on service that they're going to add. And I don't know how much they're charging their customers, but yeah, that I, this is one of the things I want to ask you about is how should I be thinking about, this agency pricing right now i'm yeah. charging them uh 50 off the hundred dollar a month plan mm -hmm. for the next six months uh i did eight months for them actually so the uh i i don't know how much more to charge them per brand that they want to bring on i don't know either um okay. hmm do they give you any indication about how much they'd be willing to spend uh no 
<laughs> I also didn't try at all to get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, here's I, I I think what I would want to know is like <clears throat> how much are their customers paying them, mm. and then I want to still be much much cheaper than that. But like, I was gonna, yeah, if they're manually doing it for their customers, they're probably charging a lot. So right, yeah. Um, interesting. I would. Hmm, what would I do? I was going to say go look for other companies that do agency pricing stuff and then look at their prices, but you probably can't look at their prices. Agency prices are usually, you know, call us for yeah, yeah. for pricing. Um, do you know anyone else who does agency stuff that you could ask? Because I, yeah. I don't have any experience with agency pricing. Not for, not for this thing in particular, though. Not for... Um like creating actually no I no i do, I do general, like yeah anyone from microconf or whatever who you know has a base oh, thing and also watches agency and just see yeah what the price delta is uh no one comes to mind i i do know someone who runs an agency who does this sort of video clipping thing mm-hmm. uh, a friend a friend of a friend like someone mm-hmm. i know uh his brother uh runs the company so i can reach out to him i think i also want to know what my customer is charging their yeah. people. I think that'll that'll really help me anchor this because this is like being on the phone with them was was exhilarating. It was like, oh yeah, this is exactly what you need. Like, you you have this. Oh man. Oh, I shouldn't talk about this, but but so there there was just, the, just you could just wait. Okay, <laughs> I'll just ask wait. If, ask him if you could talk about it, and then okay, uh, I won't talk about <laughs> market for next time. Yeah. I, won't, I won't get myself into the the sticky situation from last time. I I think I think my product is is perfect. Like it's. It's designed for uh, non-technical like assistance to be able to do the work that otherwise it would cost multiple yeah. hundreds of dollars for uh, a specialized like video editor to do, and then you can be doing it much more consistently. You can just be churning it out. Like yeah, it, it feels like a really good fit. Um, so as part of that, the first call that I had with this customer, there were a handful of things that came up where I was like, oh, this is something that. I want to be able to do, but I can't do it yet. So I'm, I'm gonna like do those features. So I had that call a little before the launch and then I had the launch and then I sort of felt the sense of mild disappointment and then relief. And then I felt really motivated and energized. So since our last podcast, I've gotten so much done. Oh my gosh, cool. I, I built this whole system for automatically importing an entire YouTube channel. So now you can just paste in your YouTube channel link and then I import every video you, you've ever published. And it happens in seconds. It's not like the, I had a few customers try to upload videos and it would like get stuck halfway through, which I don't know how that's happening because I'm using the same logic as I'm using for file inbox. And it's just going directly to to, uh, Google Cloud Storage. But in this new flow, it like I import all of their videos and then they're immediately there. And then they click on one of the videos and then I don't even go through the work of captioning it. I pull the YouTube captions. So Mm. within 20 seconds, you can be in a point where you can start making clips. That's cool. So that felt really good. And when I showed them that, like they were really happy. But there's, oh, and they also wanted uh, uh, custom fonts, which I had halfway implemented, but I didn't import all the Google fonts. So now I've imported all the Google fonts and you can you can choose any Google font. So that part feels really cool. And what else? Yeah, no, just just got a ton done. I'm, I'm like back in the groove. I'm back to feeling excited about this. Uh, it feels really cool. So the, oh, oh, okay. This is the main thing I wanted to ask you about. I was looking at some competitors and this is a separate thing I want to talk to you about, but we'll we'll go on the main thread first. Um, And several people who were building apps who were doing something similar all have this concept of uh, AI clips. And some of them are taking a a bad tactic with it. Some of them are just like, 
it's only going to be AI and mm-hmm. either you're happy with the clip or you're not. And I think that's bad. I think, I think AI should be like suggestions and then a human reviews it and is able to tweak it and, and that sort of thing. So I know there's a, I know there's an easy way to be doing this to go from, uh, uh, I have a list of words. It's just, it's a script and I just need to know the start and end index of words of what interesting clips would be. Um, and we talked about this before and talked about like potential uh, ways to do it with GPT, but uh, I, I still don't have this fully formed in my mind of how I'm going to implement this feature, but I know it's going to be easy. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> this can't be that complicated if there's so many other people doing it. Um, so I, I want to pick your brain on how you would do that in an yeah. easy way. This feels exactly like when I'm doing not so great in a cattle competition like I am right now. And yeah. then I know that several other people are doing really well. And yeah. like, they, they know something. I don't know. Yeah. I just have to figure out what they know. Um, I suspect there is just some third party, uh, you know, uh, service that will do this. Um, and so it may just be hunting around for them. There's, there's loads of third party services coming out of the walls for different things. Um, something... If I had to do it with just services I know existed, I would do something like summarize the entire transcript, which okay. I know you can get from a third-party service, yeah. and then try to find where in the transcript it like maximally uh, like over or um, overlaps with something in the summary. If that makes sense, so basically try to find the uh, the what, what would I what would I call this the, the most information per word in the big transcript. Okay. by comparing it to the summary. Um, okay. But that may be overly complicated or might get terrible results. Um, there may just be something like, uh, given this, you know, there's probably a service that says, give me, you know, this huge block of text and I will return four interesting quotes. Yeah. Um, that's, I would look for something like that. How do I find something like that? <laughs> do I... Google. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, the word quote is interesting. That's not one I would Quote is of. interesting, yeah. There, I would look for, what would I look for? There are companies that provide both generic sort of AI t- uh, things and more specific ones. If you can't find a specific one right away, you may go to one of these generic ones that have like, you know, a hundred different endpoints and ask them if any combination of their endpoint could do that. Okay. And if not, ask them what ser- what other services they know about that, you know, because they know what all their competitors. So. Yeah, yeah. I suspect a couple hours of Googling plus, you know, emailing companies and you'll find something. Okay. The main player I know of in this space is ChatGPT, but there, it sounds like there, there are other API endpoints. Yeah, there's loads. Like, okay. I mean, even like, well, let's see. Can I, can I find one that I know about? Let's, uh, let's do it live. Let's see. Uh, this, is, this makes for great podcast listening. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the captivating, riveting makers out there. That's right. Google searching for things. Yeah, no. So there's like Otter AI, which I knew about, but they're not quite right. Descript has lots of interesting things, but also probably not quite right. I don't know. Okay, I can try to find. I can do some research afterwards too, and uh, uh, see if I know of anything. Because I, I know I've run across, you know, AI tools with 200 endpoints, and you know, you can just yeah, yeah. hit different endpoints for different things. But um, I, I, I would love if you could do that because I, I, 
like you know what the landscape looks like hmm. a little bit I, yeah. I know what ChatGPT is and i don't know of anything else yeah. uh, oh and i know if there's there's summary apis that i've seen before yeah. where you just send it the whole transcript and it gives you the summary so I, I would know how to do that part but yeah given the summary in the entire transcript i still don't know how i could go to clips from that ideally if there's just an endpoint that i'm like here's all the words and they they can give me exactly what i want like that would be uh that'd be perfect and there's got to be a way to do that i know there's it, it's going to be stupidly simple when we find it out either just like an endpoint that already exists that, that does this magically or just some combination of like oh yeah once you have the summary then you just nah <laughs> it's not even ai and, <laughs> right. um yeah. yeah that's that's what i'm looking for um okay cool so the, the other bigger topic topic I want to talk about here is one of the feelings and the mix of feelings I was feeling during launch was about competitors. There was a thread that Justin Jackson posted where he was talking about wanting to do exactly this, to, to be able to have mm-hmm. AI suggest different clips and a clip thing. And he called me out directly. He like added me and said, hey, Christian, aren't you working on this? And I was like, yes, here's my thing. And then I looked in his main thread and saw that there were like, two or three other of my competitors that had also responded there and then i got this pang of like oh that feels bad and then one of them i saw had like imported one of his videos and made clips from it and i was like ah that feels extra bad because i'm just now seeing this and i didn't go through the work of making clips for him uh it feels bad i don't like it and i've been trying to unpack that feeling and i think it's a feeling of like inadequacy and scarcity like i don't like the feeling of other people doing the thing that i'm trying to do but doing part of it better so like one of the competitors i looked at had this whole uh video editor built out where you could add custom elements and uh, i looked at that and just felt this this sinking in my stomach of like ah this is work that i had wanted to do that i don't know how i would do and it feels bad to see that this other person has it better than me and also this feeling of like i i at my core i want to be helping people make clips and i don't feel like i can do that in good conscience if i feel like there's this other service that they could be using that would be even better and so then that got me i i did a lot of thinking about this (laughs) (laughs) i i I feel like i've mostly processed through it um i don't want to be recommending my thing if it's not actually the best thing and then i remembered your skyscraper post for acorn chat where you we're able to very honestly from like a place of abundance go through and say hey this is not for everyone if you're not using slack if you don't like slack this is not for you and yes of course what a, what like yes yeah, to, to be able to say that 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 my thing is not for everyone which is true uh i get to hone in on exactly who the people are um, that that uh it's for and even if at this moment in time there's like my product and there's another product that's like my product but two steps ahead they've got this visual editing thing i think there are still some people for which my thing is the best thing and i don't even know what that combination of things might be but it could just be that they like interacting with me more than they like interacting with the other people it could just be that you know there's one button on the other thing that's just a little bit of friction that on that thing you have to push button and on my thing you don't have to push that button it just happens uh like i don't have to differentiate myself that much to to for it to make sense for someone else to to uh to use my thing and for my thing to legitimately be better for them um but i would like to stay honest and like i'm not trying to manipulate people into using my thing and 
like like for people who have audiograms my thing is i don't think ever going to be for people who, who want to make audiograms there's a whole bunch of other services i know of that can do audiograms i'm not going to do it i think it's a bad idea um we tried that that was one of the first projects we were talking about with each other like how to make engaging audiograms and we were both making like yeah. little puppets that talk to each other um after all the experimenting i've done with that i have not yet found a good way to do audiograms i think a solution might be that you have stock footage that you mix in but i still don't mm. like that as much as video uh like if i ever go that route that's that's going to be way down the, the priority list um but just that just the idea that you could go from audio and have some sort of engaging visual thing uh i don't think that's a good idea um so that's that's sort of where i've landed on the the idea of competition like it felt really bad to see that there were other people doing things and some of the things they were doing were like the direction that i wanted to move in that i felt like was better than what i currently had but i think there are still legitimately a lot of people out there for whom i can help the most to make yeah. clips with this problem that's that's where i've landed how does that sound yeah um i think it's great to unpack those feelings and think about them um so there's several things i could say one is that if you see other people doing it that is good mm -hmm. because there is you know there is a there there like there, there there are people trying to do it and other people have you know dedicated resources to building a thing and so there are customers there um uh so actually competitors is a good thing i, th I think mm -hmm. that's something that you know in our space at least now if you're shooting for you know giant vc exit then maybe competitors or c competition is bad but for what we're doing competitors are good um, and it's very difficult to get over that fact <laughs> get, get mm -hmm. over that and that's why i built acorn chat because it's specifically in a space where there are, are a lot of competitors and that is something I knew I needed to sort of feel, yeah. um, and so and so I did, and so now I'm I'm fully, fully in the belief that competitors are actually good. Um, the other thing is, yeah, there's a million and one reasons why someone might use your thing instead of someone else's, even if they're you know two years ahead with a video editor or something, you know, it, and it could be as simple as you know the person doesn't like the colors on the website that the other yeah. person uses, you know, <laughs> it, who knows? Um, competitive advantages I think you have right now are. Uh, you are extremely available as a one-person, you know, founder. Uh, people can get your Twitter and DM you and get an answer the same day. You know, mm -hmm. that, that is not the case for a lot of companies. Um, so uh, there's that. You know, like, there, there's a hundred other things that aren't features uh, that are reasons why someone might choose your, your thing. So yeah. I think if you can internalize some of that and then still build the features, like you still want to be you know, competitive feature wise, mm. but just know that even without them, there are reasons why someone might choose you. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then just go from there. Cool. Yeah. That feels good. I think that like in thinking of, of my own purchasing decision, when I uh, pick a grocery store to go to, there's like six grocery stores yeah. around me and I end up 90% of the time going to the one that's geographically the closest, but also fits my philosophy on food the mm. closest like they've got weird stuff like goat yogurt that no other grocery store has that uh, my personal philosophy is that i think goat dairy is easier to, to digest and uh slightly healthier for me than uh bovine dairy and i've struggled with allergies to bovine uh, oh bovine's not the right word bovine i think means four hooves i used to use that word cow oh really uh cow cows is, I is what just i have meant. a problem with cow okay yeah. i think <laughs> yeah. i looked it up and and like two weeks ago and realized i was using the word incorrectly huh, uh right. Uh, yeah, like cow dairy, uh, I struggle with for, uh, different allergy reasons. So like this grocery store, Central Market near me, uh, 
has this philosophy of like more of a bougie uh uh weird niche ingredients that are more expensive and that fits much better than the tom thumb that's two minutes further uh just across the street that has much cheaper stuff but it's it doesn't like they don't have goat yogurt uh so i I would rather go to central market and like with with clipping i i have this uh, like everyone else everyone else making these tools is going to have a totally different philosophy they're going to have a totally different angle that they're approaching it from um the company doing this that's backed by google was started by this person who started as a marketer and they're going to have different advantages and disadvantages than me like their technology is going to be uh they're 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 not going to go technology first they're like they're going to have this much prettier stuff and i i kind of envy them like their their ability to to uh talk directly to the customer it sounds like this person's background was like they were making these sorts of clips for people in an agency Mm -hmm. uh uh capacity and then realized oh i could hire some developers to make this thing i think it's a great play and like that's going to be a very different company than the one that i'm building uh and that's going to appeal to different people in different respects like and and so customers coming after this who are used to agencies and really like agencies and want that sort of agency feeling they're probably going to gravitate towards uh, her thing and people who are more uh, like bootstrappery like uh micro comfy they are probably going to gravitate towards my thing probably for reasons they couldn't even articulate they'll just be like mm-hmm. oh I, I can't like this one feels more familiar than the other one um and like i'm trying to get to 20k mrr right i don't need to take over the whole market i just want yep. i just want 500 people pay me 30 dollars a month like that's all i need um and yeah so i i've there were a lot of complicated feelings and i i feel like i've uh mostly processed them but it, it was a it was a wild ride especially like thinking about that in the middle of the launch and uh also feeling that the disappointment of that it wasn't going the same way that that file and did but i feel like i'm in a really good place right now and i feel like i've uh gotten over the hump of getting back in the rhythm of working and work feels much more exciting so uh yeah feels feels really good that's good the the other thing i continuously forget is that people you you might know of 13 competitors but people aren't going to try out 13 things they might try out two right and then you know pick based on that and so you know you only have to you know win some of the time against one other competitor you know based for on sure whatever. a complicated so. feeling i have here though is like i don't want to recommend my thing if i know in good conscience that there's another thing that would be better for them to use and in the position i'm in i can landscape that whole area of like every single competitor and what would what would make me feel just rock solid really good about this is if i actually tried all the different competitors and then wrote the skyscraper post like you did um and then was able to say hey if you're this type of person like here's the three simple questions that you can answer from your perspective and then here's the thing you should use based on that if you like are you audio only definitely don't use my thing here's the six people that you can do i've reviewed all of them i think this one's the best um that's that's the that's the position of like abundance and strength that that i want to be approaching this from yeah so i would write that post for two reasons one is seo just like you know uh, but the other is yes you can have a clear conscience and you can say uh here are the reasons you should or should not choose my thing go go read this and you know here's what i think um if someone spends the time to read that they've probably already decided whether or not they're not whether or not they're going to use your thing which is the ironic thing like uh unless it's something like you know oh i thought you could do audiograms and so i have to go choose someone else Yeah, yeah but um there's so much subject subjectivity in like choosing software hmm. that um as long as you sort of do the thing uh they will probably choose you for reasons that 
you can hardly articulate uh yeah which is kind of you know frustrating but yeah. also free, freeing <laughs> i suppose hopefully they just like me for my honesty and uh charming right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. stunning good looks uh okay cool talked about competitors oh the early customer interviews i had uh I, so i talked with everyone who, who signed up and i think that's going to be a really good exercise like everyone who pays me money i i didn't talk to everyone who signed up i paid to, uh, i talked to everyone who uh, like signed up for a, a paid plan yeah. um with this goal of like i want to make sure that you're accomplishing the job that you bought this tool to achieve and i think that's going to be a really good habit because i got from that really good information of like just solidifying oh man youtube imports are so important that another person got stuck on uploading a video and then they yep. just abandoned it so if i can minimize that friction if i can make sure that like immediately after using the product they they have their videos imported and, and they're able to, to make a clip um eventually hopefully soon if we can figure this out like if you can just if you can just paste in your your youtube channel and then you see bada bada bum there's mm -hmm. all your videos imported and then you click on one of the videos and then you wait a few seconds for the transcript to import and then it says automatically looking for clips to suggest and then it says ah here are three clips we recommend from this episode the thing that the the, the person being onboarded has done is like pasted in their link and hit next and then clicked on one of their recent videos and now they have the thing that they want they were trying to accomplish this job of, of uh getting clips and now here it is i have their clips in in one paste and, and two clicks that'd be primo that's where i want to get um yep. and then after that like the full job they want to do is to be able to, to publish those on a schedule to specific networks um and that's gonna like i, I really want to focus on the on the clipping part first and making sure that i'm like rendering good clips and stuff um but then if they could you know in two or three more clicks authenticate the networks that they want to be publishing on and then have a publishing schedule like that would be magic that'd be that's that's where i want to get um and that's something i could do like at a conference i could whip up my laptop and say what's your youtube channel but okay here's some clips you you want to sign up right now and like uh, we could schedule these right now at the conference like you could you could publish a clip today um that's that's getting me excited uh that's that's where i want to get to and that's like the more i talk with customers and and really just curiously and honestly try to help them with the job that they're trying to do the the clearer that vision is getting in my mind of like oh this is the thing that would this is what you actually want um and and i want to i want to make it happen i want to bring it into existence uh, yeah. talking to customers dude like <laughs> that's <laughs> the most important thing you can do holy cow yeah. uh yeah i think that is a great practice if you can talk to everyone who pays you you know who at some point maybe there's you know 30 people signing up a day and you can't talk to them all but uh right uh, that's not going to be anytime soon. So, uh, yeah. yeah, talk to everybody. That's great. Um, also, I love the onboarding flow they just talked about. We we talked about this before, but every step in that process is something they already know. Like, mm -hmm. what's your YouTube channel? Oh, I already know that. Yeah. Uh, you know, eat. the next step is like, you know, what what uh, video do you want clipped? So maybe it's maybe that even could be streamlined a little bit more. But it's like, oh, I, I like this video and I think it should be circulated more so i'm gonna click on this one and then it shows clips and you're just like oh this one's good do that like every step in that is something they know they don't have to make very many decisions uh which is great that'd be cool if you can get there cool that vision has been clarified by talking to people so hey future christian and other people listening to this who are building stuff talk to talk to your freaking customers <laughs> do it um i may even want to 
like if, if I run dry from people who are paying me money, like I could go through the list of people who have just signed yeah. up and, uh, and go through the same process. Um, it's not going to be quite as high of a signal cause it's not people who are like have the problem enough that they're paying me money. But I, I think that would, uh, still potentially be useful. Well, what you might find is there's two categories of people, one who don't have the problem enough. They were just interested. And so they signed up and yes, I would not listen to very much about what they have to say because they're not yeah. your real target customer. Yeah. Um, but at least you'll know how many there are. The other would be people who are ideal customers, but have like one feature or a couple features, you know, that they need before they can actually use it and look for those people too, because mm. then if you can build those one or two features and you get a new customer, you know, so there might be someone who is perfect, but they, uh, they can't use your thing for one or two reasons that are easy to fix. So I would look for those people for sure. Cool. That makes sense. Um, that leads perfectly into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is uh, the next big marketing thing I want to try is going to conferences. Hmm. Sarah pointed out, excuse me, Sarah pointed out that uh, going to like uh, uh, microconf conferences like that i'm kind of going as an attendee like i'm going because yeah. i'm the the target of it and want to get help and she was like hold on you're going to conferences but you're not trying to sell people you're not trying like the, your whole thing is that you're trying to increase marketing and sales and but you're spending all this money on conferences where you're the customer like go to conferences where you can sell people anything and uh so i'm doing that now i oh, nice. i asked rachel to uh flesh out some information on a list of conferences that i found that i think uh, have people who would potentially be interested in buying the video clipper the, and then sort those by date so the very next one is social media marketing world in san diego on march 13th and this i i, I feel like this superpower of having an assistant is really hitting its stride here because i found the list of them just like a list i, I googled mm. for five minutes of what are conferences in this space and I started seeing a few of them multiple times, so those got bumped up the list. And then I sent that list to Rachel and said, hey, can you find how much this conference costs, where it is geographically, the date, and something else, I don't remember. And uh, she went through the list and did that, and I said, great. Uh, and I put those on a calendar, and she probably could have done that part for me. And uh, in the conversation I had with her yesterday, I was like, okay, let's figure out how you can book a conference for me. And I've never systematized my process for doing this, but like, I have preferences for flights and I have preferences for hotels. And that was something I used to feel so self-conscious about, like hmm. telling telling an assistant that like I prefer to fly Spirit because I don't like spending money on flights. <laughs> I, I, I think I felt this feeling of like, oh, they're going to judge me and think I'm cheap and like that I'm not going to have enough money to pay them or something. And in this conversation I had with her yesterday, I felt so comfortable of like, yeah, this is what I want. Like, I don't care about a fancy flight. I just want to get there. The, the thing I do care about though is like, that it's nonstop and that it leaves at a comfortable time. And for me, a comfortable time is after 10 a.m. So it's got to yeah. leave leave here after 10 a.m. And it's got to leave the, the place coming back here after like 11. And it was great. And now she has all the information she needs for, for hotel and for flight. So the first one we're going through, she's just going to like look for it and then bounce it off me to double check. And then she already has my business credit card and she already has all the information she needs to be able to book me a flight and uh, make sure that she had like my frequent flyer mile, uh, frequent flyer numbers and everything else. But uh, yeah, so so that's really cool. And there's like, a, there's like one of these conferences every month and I'm gonna be honing this process with Rachel where she's making it so the only thing I have to do is like check my calendar and then pack a bag and hop on a flight. And then I'll have some system once I'm there of, I don't know what I'll do, like business cards or, uh, 
I, I had I had some cool ideas of like I could give them a pair of scissors with a branded video clipper, but then it's all people who flew there, and you can't fly yeah. with scissors. So maybe not scissors. Um, <laughs> business cards is pretty good. Yeah, Stick, stickers are sometimes you know good too, but business cards are probably good. I'd love if it was a physical thing I could hand out, but I mm. I don't like maybe nail clippers because you can bring nail clippers on a flight, right? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. There's, do you know? Do you know? Well, there's about a million sites where you can get company branded swag stuff. But yeah, so, so go look, go looking on those. I, I looked at one yeah. of those once. Uh, I get the Uline catalog, and then there's another one just be, just because I have a business, you know. And there's like things you would have never ever thought of that you can get company branded. So go look at that if you want to. But I wouldn't. I I would spend way less time on that and more on what your message is going to be. You know, like sure. have yeah. you know have down pat the 20 second version of your pitch or, yeah. or less. You know, and you know the yeah so yeah that's that's the that's the gimmick i think i'm probably for this version i'm probably just gonna print business cards and even if i don't i think that'll be fine my main goal is just gonna be to talk to people to get to know them to to better understand what they're thinking about and what the problems are that they're thinking about and uh i'm gonna watch that talk that you sent me about how to sell at conferences uh i watched the first part of it and then i was like Mm. ah this is gonna be really useful let me cue that up to watch later because i don't want to watch it now and that was like a week and a half ago so i uh i'll watch that but yeah i i'm i'm curious to see how this happens and i have an engine now for how i could be doing a lot of these scalably uh in a in a low effort way so yeah i'm i'm excited about that especially for the scale that i'm at like i, I would only need to sell i don't know three or four people i think i, I figured out for yeah. it to pay for the conference the other thing you can think about doing is uh, ways to collect email addresses basically but like mm. uh i'm thinking of something like you know if someone seems interested you can say Okay, what's your what's your YouTube you know channel name and what's your email address and you know at the end of this conference I will send you three clips. Yeah, whatever. yeah, um, yeah. Okay, that's what I want to spend effort on. That's because that's actually to do with the product. Yeah, if they if I could just whip out my laptop and be like, yeah, okay, or, here's what I want you, the flow to be. Even just your phone, just type in the notes app. You know what their channel is and what their email address is. And then sure, sure. That night you can fill it in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily need to do it there. What I'm what I'm imagining is like a like a booth or uh, mm. I'm not going to pay for a booth at first though. But yeah. if if I if I'm talking to someone and they're like, oh yeah, we're experiencing this problem, I can be like, oh, I can help you with this problem. Uh, hang on, let me get my laptop out of my backpack, watch your YouTube channel. Boom. Okay, so we have all these videos, and let's go click on, the, click on this one, and ah, let's automatically get some clips from it. Uh, I'd love to send these to you uh, for free. Where can I send them? And then I type in their email address, and then, yeah. okay, you have them in your email right now. And then if they go through the email, it prompts them to sign up for an account, and then they can download the clips immediately, but they're watermarked. And yeah. then if they want to unwatermark them, they can pay me money and like that seems like the easiest sell ever okay yeah. that's where i want to that's where i want to be devoting energy i'm not going to worry about like <laughs> figuring out how to how to get nail clippers <laughs> yeah. with my uh with my logo on it okay good yeah okay that feels really good uh the second so that that's that's like a, a breakthrough i had in marketing uh i had a breakthrough in uh the technical side of it also i found something i rediscovered something called remotion which is a React library where mm-hmm. to make a video, you create a React component that takes as one of its props, the frame number, and it makes a video. You tell it how long you want the video to be, you tell it the resolution, those are uh, also props you feed into it, uh, and it makes the video. And I'd forgotten about this, and then rediscovered it, 
and it's perfect. And the the feature I was talking about earlier, where the the other competitor was so far ahead because they had the full video editor, this is how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it with Remotion, yeah. and it's gonna be nice. so much better. Um, so that was really exciting. That's what I'm gonna be working on today and tomorrow, uh, and for a lot of the next week, uh, figuring out how to how to implement Remotion. Um, they're doing a lot of cool things too with serverless rendering, where they're splitting up the job into multiple pieces so if you have a five minute video it'll separate it into little 30 second chunks and then each lambda job is only rendering 30 seconds and then it all those come back together and then they get stitched stitched together by the the main job so yeah i think i'm going to keep my current pipeline with ffmpeg and all this other serverless stuff for just extracting the initial clip just like the raw uh cut version and then i'm going to use remotion to do the fancier editing and that's gonna that's gonna solve so many problems all at once so uh that Felt like a good breakthrough. I feel excited about it. Cool. Yeah, that sounds like exactly the kind of thing where you think it might take forever and be really hard, but it's actually sort of easy. Uh, and I think if just just keep going, you'll find lots of those. String a lot of those together, and you have a good product, right? I, I just need the one for how to automatically suggest <laughs> clips, Chris. <laughs> it's, it's, got, it's got to exist, yeah. Please help me. I need help. I don't, right. I don't know how to find it. Um, is there anything else I wanted to talk about? Uh... Stacking the bricks, all that. Oh, one more last last fun thing. Do you all know right. what Hogwarts Legacy is? Uh, I've seen screenshots, but I it's coming out right soon. It's, it gets released either today or tomorrow. I think tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But uh, I bought the early fancy one, which you can start playing seventy two hours earlier. So I can start playing it right now. Ah. But Chris, I have no time to play it. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm really excited for it. I, I'm gonna get to be in the Hogwarts universe. I'm gonna have Sarah make a character too. We're gonna play through it together uh I've, I've i've been looking forward to this since i found out about it like two years ago and i got my we bought a tv to be able to play this we're gonna play it in the living room uh i whipped out my old uh uh pc and hooked it up and i'm going to gamestop later today sarah doesn't know about this also she she like knows about hogwarts legacy and she's excited to play it but uh she doesn't know like i'm gonna be ready on our date night i'm gonna like whip out the controller and be like we got it it's already downloaded like uh here we go create your character so uh i'm, I'm excited for that cool yeah um i don't have any kind of gaming system or pc so i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't play it anyway if only you had a fancier graphics card maybe you could uh maybe <laughs> I the one I talked about earlier it is a Windows machine like I don't have Windows at all in my house and uh, I, that sounded bad not on purpose or whatever I just don't <laughs> and uh, but it is a Windows machine and I kind of almost bought it for the graphics card but also because I have a couple of old games that I remember from my like childhood mm. uh, and I found like ROMs for them or whatever but they only work on Windows and I've mm. tried hard to get them to work on like you know under certain emulating like you know things on the Mac and I just won't mm. so there's a couple of games that I want to play and they're probably terrible like if once i play them i'm probably like you know don't need to do them but uh yeah so i gotta I get know what the games are what what are your childhood games that... one of them is called outpost 2 which is basically like age of empires but in space okay um so that's a cool one um uh, th- there are a couple of like flying ship games that i remember that i found like rounds for so i'm excited and uh yeah so i have those sitting around that i will play on whenever i get a windows machine I'm excited for you to, to get your Windows machine. Can you not, like, dual boot on the... I mean, they don't have to buy Windows, so... True. Unless you didn't buy, buy Windows. Windows. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Chris, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got, too. Then I'll see you next week. Goodbye.